Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific time in the morning, 7.40 Mountain time, 8.40 Central time, and 9.40 Eastern time. Thrilled to have you along with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. This is a support call for the TR90 program, and if you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud, S-O-U-N-D-C-L-O-U-D. If you put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, these calls could pop will pop up, and they're now archived back more than 10 years. If you get your podcast through a different service, if you put in Frank Lomas and TR90 or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging all scrunched together, they could well pop up as well. Frank says he's been seeing them pop up elsewhere. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you want to catch us live, then if you dial into 1-712-775-8972 and put in the passcode when it asks for it, 910022, you're welcome to join us and <clears throat> we would be thrilled to have you along with us live. So that Tier 90 program when you're first starting out is that one really good clean lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day. 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. Making sure to take your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible. But if that's not possible, do take it with your meal. It'll still work. It's just not quite as effective as it would be if you were able to take it that 15 to 20 minutes beforehand. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week, which is about 150 minutes weekly. You can chunk that up into three 10-minute chunks. You can do two 15-minute chunks. You can do it all at once, one 30-minute chunk, however you want to do it. But while you're doing that, remember to stay hydrated, especially if you're really working out heavily. Um, You could be losing up to a quart of body moisture in an hour. That's why it's recommended to stop and take a drink glass of water about every 15 minutes. So staying hydrated is the next key. So hydration. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water daily to offset, um, to help keep you hydrated. If you think you're hungry, drink a glass of water and wait a few minutes and see if that see if you're still hungry or if indeed it was really your thirst that was starting to um, kick in because a lot of times dehydration masks itself as being hungry and so there is that. So that's usually my first go-to is I drink a glass of water, wait a few minutes, kind of assess when the last time I ate a meal was and figure out, oh yeah, it might be time for a meal or no, I am really thirsty and I want more water and I want it now. Uh, So Do keep that in mind. Getting seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. So those fruits and vegetables, 
will give you micronutrients, macronutrients, and they will give you fiber. For the guys, you should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we should be getting at least 32 grams of fiber daily. The closer you get the fruits and vegetables to their original source, the better because um, that's the better, best chance of getting that fiber. With that being said, um, between seven and nine hours of good quality sleep a night is also good. And I'll be talking about that here in just a couple minutes about why it is important to be including sleep into that mix. Um, your body does a whole bunch of system resets while you're sleeping and it clears out toxins and stores memories. So getting good quality sleep actually helps with all of that, but it also helps you make good decisions the next day going forward because if you're well rested, you're not operating on so little sleep that you really can't function. So with that being said, I'm going to share some information out of a book that is called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Your Life from for the Rest of Your Life. It was written by Stephen G. Pratt, M.D., and Kathy Matthews. And the last couple of days, I've been actually sharing information about sleep and why it is important to be getting that good quality sleep. And we're going to actually start out with kids and why kids, why it's important for them to be getting good quality sleep. But there's some tricks that parents can use with kids that we as adults can use on ourselves. So do bear that in mind. So many of our kids are desperately in need of some sleep, and too often they're stressed and both and and they're stressed both at school and at home, with lots of demands on their time and little downtime. Help your kids get a good night's sleep. Learning good sleep habits early on will pay off. One study found that just one hour of additional sleep restriction or extension on boys and girls in the fourth or sixth grade had a considerable effect on neural behavior, fun behavioral functioning. Extension of sleep leads to improved memory function and alertness. The study concluded that most children can extend their sleep with demonstrable benefits. This has obvious implications for learning and school success. In another study on children and sleep habits, boys who had trouble sleeping as toddlers were more likely to become early users of alcohol and marijuana. Don't let this strike, the fear, strike fear into your heart if your child is a poor sleeper. Other factors could well have been at work in this study. It's worth knowing that healthy sleep hygiene can promote a host of beneficial effects in children and that children suffer health consequences as adults do when they suffer regular sleep deprivation. It's also significant to know that the REM, or the rapid eye movement sleep, is important for learning. Children who are lacking sufficient REM sleep will be at a disadvantage in the classroom. So here are some sleep and some tips for sleepy kids and parents. Many of them are good for babies and children as well. And 
they're good for us adults to keep under consideration as well. It's particularly important to establish a bedtime routine for your child. Many parents find that a post-dinner bath followed by reading and quiet time is a good prelude to a restful night's sleep. Many soft drinks contain caffeine, which can be have a disastrous effect on children's ability to sleep. Eliminate caffeinated beverages from your child's diet at least in the afternoon hours. Sleepless babies are the bane of parents. Boy, do I know that one. We now know that good sleep habits are learned and you may have to teach your baby to sleep. There are a number of books that give good guidelines on this, such as Solve Your Child's Sleep Problems by Richard Ferber, spelled F-E-R-B-E-R-M-D, which is especially helpful. Even our babies are not getting enough sleep. And according to a poll of more than 14,000 parents, excuse me, 1,400 parents, and others who care for children by the National Sleep Foundation, infants average almost 90 minutes, nine zero minutes of sleep, less sleep a day than the 14-hour minimum that doctors recommend. The poll also reported that toddlers get on average at least two hours a week less and preschoolers more than four hours less than the minimum sleep they need to function at their best. Now, think about this for the high schoolers. High schoolers should consider late, high schools should consider later starting times about an hour later than usual to accommodate the, the teenagers' biological clock. Some universities, such as Duke, have already done this by eliminating 8 a.m. classes. Experts are beginning to recognize the close connection that stress, substance abuse, and lack of sleep have with the increasing prevalence of depression in college students. So the amount of sleep we need does not decrease with age, but the ability to sleep well does. Many older people people face particular sleep challenges. For one thing, many seniors don't realize that their body rhythms shift as they age. As we get older, we feel an urge to retire sooner and wake up earlier. Unfortunately, many people fight this urge. They stay up late as they always did, but they wake up earlier. This creates a state of chronic sleep deprivation that takes its toll on health. In addition, older folks don't sleep as deeply as they once did, waking up more often during the night. This, too, can make seniors feel less rested and refreshed. In addition to the tips listed in how to get a good night's sleep, which we'll be jumping into here very shortly, the following conditions can affect sleep. Hot flashes during menopause. Frequent urination from an enlarged prostate, carpal tunnel syndrome or restless leg syndrome, and chronic pain. Keep, keep in mind that untreated depression as well as high blood pressure and heart disease can all encourage insomnia. Consult with your doctor if you think you could be suffering from one of these conditions. And something you can try for the restless leg syndrome is that under your sheet, put a bar of soap 
towards the foot of the bed. And for some reason, that will help calm restless legs. Putting aside time in the early afternoon to nap appears to help older adults compensate for the sleep problems that may tend to occur with age. New research shows U.S. investigators found that people between the ages of 55 and 85 who had the opportunity to nap between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. performed better on tests of mental ability and had little trouble falling asleep at night. Older folks who took naps got an average of one hour more of sleep each day they napped, giving them more than seven hours, close to the average for young adults. So how do we get that good night's sleep? Try to go to bed early and arise at the same time each day. Sleep in a dark, cool room. You sleep more soundly when your body temperature is cool. Indeed, lowering your body temperature is a signal to your body to sleep. If you and your partner cannot agree on a room temperature, use separate blankets or sew a thin twin-sized blanket to a thicker one to create a full-size two-zone blanket. Take a warm bath an hour before bedtime. The resulting boost in body temperature will trigger a corresponding drop in body temperature a short while later, which helps induce sleep. If the bath is too hot, it may cause more difficulty falling asleep. If you exercise late in the afternoon, it should not be less than four hours prior to your regular bedtime. Like bath, exercise can raise your body temperature and trigger a rise in temperature and that could and keep it elevated near bedtime, making sleep elusive. Minimize alcohol consumption. Alcohol may help you fall asleep, but it will not be a deep restorative sleep. You'll be also be more likely to wake up in the middle of the night, and the more alcohol you drink and the closer it is to bedtime, the greater this effect. You may find yourself going to the bathroom more often during the night due to the alcohol's diuretic effect. Avoid caffeine 8 to 12 hours before bedtime. Caffeine can stay in your system up to 12 hours. Even the decaffeinated coffee can cause sleeplessness in some people. So if you have difficulty sleeping, avoid any caffeinated beverages, including soft drinks, after lunchtime. Don't eat dinner too close to bedtime. A late evening meal can affect your ability to sleep. Complex carbohydrates can boost that serotonin level in your brain, which in turn relax you and help induce sleepiness. So if you do have an evening snack, make it a complex carb like a slice of toasted whole wheat bread with some peanut butter. Be careful about the supplements you use to promote sleep. While the herbal supplement valerian is touted to make you sleepy, studies have been inconclusive. Also avoid the herb kava kava, spelled K-A-B-A-K-A-V-A, as there have been several reports of liver damage with this particular herb. Try melatonin. Melatonin is a hormone produced by the body to promote sleepiness, but which can help reset your internal clock and help prevent your you over or help prevent overcoming or Help you overcome jet lag. Sorry, my tongue is not cooperating today. 
temporary difficulty or temporary difficulty from falling asleep. A dose of 0.1 to 0.5 milligrams a day should be enough. I recommend, and this is Dr. Pat, taking it no more than two to three weeks at a time. There's no long-term safety data on the daily use of the melatonin supplements, and if you are on any antidepressants, check with your health care professional before taking or any oral sleep medication. Let's see where we're at time-wise here. Oh, we're going. I'm going to stop there. I'm going to recap some of this on Thursday and actually go through the rest of the list on Thursday with you. With that being said, this is Susie Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out for August 23rd, 2023, or 22, August 23rd, 2022. Hope you have a great day. I'm going to take a soft mute for any questions, comments, or thoughts you may have. At the top of the hour, if you're interested in a new skin business, scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Live here in a couple of minutes, and one of our wonderful business partners will share some information on how to do that. And if there's no thoughts, questions, or comments, I'm going to let everybody go. I'll see you back here. On Thursday, we'll have Frank up tomorrow and Victoria on Friday with one of our lovely meditations to get us started off for the weekend. Hope you have a great day, and we will chat with you again. Thanks.